How are you? Um, I, before I do anything, I definitely just want to thank all of you that came early and helped set this all up. Thank you guys so much. And if you get a chance, the custodian here, Sejan, always works great with us. He'll be in and out. Make sure, just say thank you to him, because he really goes out of his way, and he's really going to have to with all these little sprinkles we have all over the place right here, but we'll help clean up as well. Uh, I also want to thank Leanna just so much for coming. She's going to do bubbles for the kids. She's already done face painting for the kids. So uh, thank you so much just for serving us that way. If you would, turn over to Ephesians chapter 1. You know something, Thanksgiving is a wonderful holiday. And obviously we think of it as time for family, for friends, for just get together. I also know it's a very difficult holiday, that and Christmas. If you've lost a loved one recently, it seems like the pain gets more accentuated during the times it should be the happiest. And I understand that. I think also, um, it's challenging, too, because there's so many things we're trying to do, so many plans we're trying to make, and sometimes you get in a hurry that it's just difficult to stop and say, man, I'm grateful. It's like there's something that has to be accomplished. There's a task that has to be, you know, uh, 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 done real quick. And, you know, it's kind of like this. We're doing all this. Many of you are up late cooking, which is awesome. But, you know, when we think about, hey, let's have an agape feast, let's enjoy each other, sometimes it's just good to crash through the tape, isn't it? It's like, I did it, I'm here. But it's like, why are we here? What's the whole purpose of what we're doing? You know, we love doing the seasonal thing like this. An agape feast, that's, agape is the Greek word for love, one of the words. But it's a well-directed love. It's a love that we are to have for one another. It's a love that doesn't look at each other and say, wow, here are qualities that are worthy of love. No, it's a love that looks at each other and says, because of who you are, you're creating the image of God, you are valuable. I do respect you. I do care. And that's the most powerful type of love of all. And so we come together opportunities like this, not only to have a meal, but to share ourselves with one another. But you know what? I go back. Sometimes it's just hard to be thankful, isn't it? It's hard because we have things we're concerned about, we're worried about. Maybe there's things here that are kind of unresolved, and that makes it even more difficult. How can you be thankful? How can you say, this is great, when I don't feel as great? There are times in our relationship with the Lord, it's difficult to be thankful. Not because we have bad attitudes. But life is challenging us, distracting us. Sometimes one of my greatest challenges is to observe the Lord's Supper. You know why? 
because I'm thinking about all the singing, the contribution, the announcements, and I need to make sure so-and-so shares and does this, that, and the other. And so all of a sudden, it's like the plate's being passed. I hear, I'm paying attention to what they're saying, but it's like all this other stuff saying, Sheridan, what about this? And I have to stop myself and say, you know what? I'm here by the grace of God. Anything good in my life is from God. And sometimes I can look at things that I don't have or aren't going my way, and I become consumed with that, and I'm not thankful, whereas, you know what? God's goodness keeps me sustained even through the difficult times. So I can always be grateful. I can always be thankful. I want to read something. If you ever wonder, okay, I need to stop and think about what God has done for me. I need to stop and settle my mind and my heart. Go to this passage and just let it speak to your heart. Paul is writing the Ephesian church. And if you've ever seen someone that's kind of overflowing with gratitude, have you ever noticed how they kind of talk quick and they're t sharing things with you and this is going and this is going and this is great? That's how he starts this letter out. It just goes crazy. because And this is one long sentence he starts off with because he's talking about all the things we can be grateful for. This should not go over our heads. It ought to be something that we're connecting with, something we're experiencing now. And even if we're not, at any given moment, you can. God is here. God is all over. He is not there. He is here. I just have to stop and open my heart to him. Jesus is here. Jesus knows exactly what I feel and why I feel it. If you had a rough morning and you burned your roast or something like that, and you're upset because you had this plan, he knows exactly how that feels. He was around a bunch of knuckleheads that kept disappointing him, you know? Just as he had this great plan, this would happen. He knows how that feels. He knows if, you, if you've been the victim of injustice, he knows how that feels. And he's here right now. What will you do throughout the holidays? Some are going to be challenging times, some will be good times, but I guarantee you this, Jesus is right here. He's with you everywhere you go. He understands what you're going through, and he can help you be who you need to be in any and every situation. Just open your heart to that. Listen to what Paul's going to say. Take hold of all these things we can be thankful for. Starting in verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ 
to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. Paul goes on, talks about forgiveness of sins, talks about the power we have, talks about the fact that God purposed us. Before we take the Lord's Supper, I want you to think of something here. God wants to bless each one of us. God is excited about forgiving each one of us. God is joyful about giving us life and life that is eternal. God is not reluctant. He doesn't have to be appeased. He doesn't have to be coerced into doing it. God wants to. God is solid joy toward us. And as we read these things about our destiny, our purpose, our security in Christ, that's not because he just somehow reluctantly grants it. He wants. He is excited. He is joyful, supreme joy, about blessing your life with all these things. As we take the communion, think about that passage. What hits your heart? Open your heart to it and let the gratitude come out. I'm going to give, uh, say a prayer and we'll pass the bread and the fruit of the vine and reflect back on what Jesus has done for us.